right, guys, so welcome to my first guest episode of Secrets of the Enhanced Superman with an old competitor of mine, Owen Vahe, and I hope I'm, am I saying your name right, Owen? Owen Pretty much, you got it there. You got it close enough, man. It's all good, man. Perfect. Well, look, what we're going to go through today, guys, me and Owen, both did our first show, same time, 2013, as juniors with Nava Mr. Orland. No better show to start with. So we're just going to banter on and I'm going to ask him all about his journey. So right. how's things today? How are you getting on with the lockdown so far? Things are all right, man. It's like I haven't touched a freeway since it's been a month today. It was the last day I actually went to the gym. I set up a pull-up bar there in my shed. Yeah, I'm just waiting for I have a good set of resistance bands and handles so I'll utilize all those but to be honest like I wasn't too fussed because uh, like like you're probably of the train of thought like look muscle's not going to fall off you if you've had it for 10 years like it's not going to fall off you yeah. no matter if you're like natural or not natural like reduce your dosage down don't like I've reduced my food a good bit I'm doing a good bit of cardio I'm walking twice a day all uphill so if i've lost anyway it's 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 body fat to be honest so i'm probably not oh, as full 100 not as full i'm not as like round but you know what like the body's thanking me for it so like anybody well, else, look, it's, I, it's probably a break for the um the joints that have been taking a pounding for the past probably 12 years dude, dude, 100%, 100%, like this is the first time the last time i actually took an extended break off training i still went in and did legs so it's like this yeah. is the this is the only time where I'm like, you know what, my legs are fine, they'll hold. It's the upper body that it's just getting a bit flat. But I'm all good, man. Like I, I'm in a funny position where I got qualified to work in the gym business the first week of lockdown and every single job application I had set to go disappeared. So I said, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about it because everyone's in the exact same like it's not a case of one industry shutting down it's like they're all shut so in terms of like getting clients and ma ma making the first move into it it's just waiting it's just a waiting game and then i'll be set to go so I'm all that's good. it probably the same as yourself yeah but you're yeah i, I see you've been doing your work after the planks of wood so yeah maybe. kind of i i had about a week where i, I sat around on my laurels and went ah I'm not going to be able to train. And I had a check-in with my coach, a guy in the UK called Wade Foster, that's helping keep me accountable. And after a check-in where I went, shit, I need to be doing something. I looked in the back garden and I went, there's planks of wood out there. I'm doing yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and now, like probably everybody else in Ireland, I'm looking at every single gym equipment competition that started in the last two days, going fingers crossed, come on. I went to, I'm friends with Jay Abbey, who owns the Gold Gym franchise. And like I texted him there yesterday, a couple of days ago at this one, actually. I was like, you know what, can I, would I be able to borrow some of your kit? Like he was back then, he's like, oh, and you're the 200th person to ask me. Talked <laughs> a bit. I need enough that I can open the gym when, it, when it's set to open. So I was like, fair enough. So I just said, I just did a DIY, like yourself, I did DIY, just made the... Um, ah, look, it'll do the trick. Oh, like, you, I, you're lucky enough that, as far as I know, you weren't in a prep or anything, you were in your off-season. It was like, I, I was in a very good position. The, the only thing 
I was in a very good position. I was kind of like, and even when this resumes, I'm still going to have a year and a half to, to before 2021 October. So I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Like it's a, it's a good rest. Nah, it's it's a good, time. And, and, and like what we're doing now, I, I sat down and I said, you know what, there's no point. A couple of years ago, I decided to make a YouTube series and I, I stopped that very quickly based off two things. I was paying a videographer 250 for each video and each video didn't get that many views. 250 was, a video? Yeah, so we had a deal. We had a deal. It was going to be... I think it, yeah, I mean, it was pricey. But it was that, like, um, were, they, were they experienced? Yeah, no, that was his full-time job. So I, I, but at the right. time, I was like, you know what? When he edited the training, I could see why. Because he, he knew exactly what he was doing. I didn't mind. I was working good. I was making good money and I could pay it. But I figured then, you know, I stopped that because every single video I made after that, which is kind of just casual, that got a bit more traction. And then I just stopped off the social media scene altogether. I actually deleted my... Um, Gone to relationship, focused on that, kind of stepped away from socials. And what I said with the lockdown, um, that can be quite good for the mindset, though. At times, if you completely step away from it, that used to be my favorite thing with holidays. I can't do it now because obviously my whole business is online, but I used to have this habit phone goes into the safe, I take it out once a day to check on the family outside the ass, social's gone. So, and you know what? It's like I don't. I've no, I've no qualms about it because I was working pretty set jobs. I was on salaries, so I was, I was making good money. So I didn't really need the social media. I could just bodybuild. But now that I'm going to be getting into the game like yourself, I may as well make the podcast because I, I was looking at oh, the yeah. fitness scene in Ireland and in terms of who, who, who's around and who's producing content, there's yourself there's myself starting soon and then obviously you'd have a few of the other uh like there there is the fitness ones but in terms of bodybuilding there's not really any there's not none of the yeah, pros we've, we've kind of slacked not like, like I, mean, I think it's it's nuts because everyone that is a bodybuilder competes and goes at a high level we have the ability to adhere and be consistent to training cardio diet doesn't matter we do that for as long as needs be but when it comes to being consistent with something like developing a podcast or a series or something for some reason in this country we just lack doesn't happen doesn't happen and i well, think hopefully we happen. change that game now yeah 100 100 like I'm, I'm delighted because to be fair with the lockdown everyone's off so everyone i've asked has actually said yes like obviously there's nothing a- else to do <laughs> No, so there's a few guys like I'm not going to announce the guests yet, but like obviously, um, as I I think podcasts are much easily digestible as well. Like you don't have to open a screen, you don't have to do anything like that. But don't get me wrong, I will watch fifty, sixty percent of my podcasts because I like watching them. I like the interaction between the people. But if I'm doing training or going for a walk. I just stick on the headphones. And to be honest, if you're oh, listening... I'm the exact same. After that, I, I pretty much dedicated myself to bodybuilding. The only reason I did rugby back then was... Um, it was what done in your area. Yeah, but it was literally access to gyms because if you went into a gym, 
back then, if you were 15, which I was, they wouldn't let you in. So I had to say, oh, I'm training for rugby, and they'd let me in then. So I started training. Yeah. yeah. But I actually wanted to bodybuild when I was 14. I used to read all these comic books. Still too, huge comic book fan. Um, the Incredible Hulk would probably be my favorite character. Big fan. And See, I remember... I, I was actually only writing a plan earlier for that. Because yeah. you know my whole brand is the Academy of Superhero Physiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually only writing a Incredible Hulk bulk plan yes. for uh, specifically making people big and strong. See, I like Didn't that. know you were a comic book head as well. We're, we're going to have to do uh, comic book chats on one of these next podcasts. 100%, 100%. Man. Like I'd, what I tend to do now, I wouldn't get to the comic book. I used to work in Dung Drum, so I used to go to Big Bang Comics there. I used to go, go to Forbidden, Forbidden Planet back in town and there's another place in town that it moved, but it was a savage. Uh, oh, it was called Sin City Comics or something. Yes, yes. It was and just off Georgia Street for a while. Yeah, man. And I remember the, the forays from comics into bodybuilding. I remember looking at that and on YouTube. And I remember that kind of veered into me watching the Olympia. So I remember like Jay Cutler, was probably the first bodybuilder I really got into. Yeah, Kevin same as they did. Yeah, Kevin Lavroni. Um, course Ronnie I was never a huge fan of the 70s and 80s guys like a lot of a lot of guys seem to be like I kind of gravitated towards like of course yeah, like, the, the 90s and the, the 2000s were the, the job for bodybuilding yeah man like I think look it was the pinnacle of condition and size like I mean I, I looked at that and I was kind of like what the fuck is that like it was a freaky thing to look it's at insane. It looks like have you seen any of this um controversy between Sean Ray and Dexter Jackson right now. Oh, I love it. I think it's um I think it's Dexter, hilarious. Dexter's calling Sean out on his bull and there's been no rebuttal. So I'm kinda like but at the same time I'm like it it's it's quite funny how people can be so bitter but it really makes yeah. you aware how narcissistic people can be when you're involved in a sport like this and like when I started oh, definitely, out especially when you're at the top yes and the thing is why what, what, like, when I started out um, when I was young training like I never really had any narcissism due to the fact that I didn't train to get women I didn't train to you know go in the pool or anything I literally trained because I wanted to compete when I was 14 I wanted to be a bodybuilder I didn't know what to do didn't know how to do it but I was like let's make the move so when I said seven... purest best reason to get into it yeah I, I filled out um actually to relate to my coach again he he's starting a podcast he's got a couple of episodes it's beer biceps and beer um, he's, he's an ex-rugby player so it's, it's the beer who, comes who's in your, who's, your, who's your coach um, he's a dude in the UK called Wade Foster. He's a WFF physique pro, but now he's a strongman, so completely flipped from the, he's a, he's a, the physique stuff. Yeah, deadly, deadly. So but, uh, he asked scene. me to fill it. Oh, way different. But he asked me to fill out a survey for him the other day because he's trying to ask a couple of people that do like podcasts just little basic questions of like, what do you want to hear from a podcast? How many podcasts do you listen to? When do you do it? I want to have to think about it. I'm like, when do I not listen to a podcast? Yeah. It's 24-7. 100%. I'd listen to the more than I would music. You know, I really would. But uh, to, be, to be fair as well, 
it's it's like I remember Ian McGarry made a podcast with Billy Bourne. I remember he was going to be sticking out a few things and he stopped. He, he only did the one. Uh, but I think the best days of Irish social media was before Instagram really became big. It was the blunt force bodybuilding and Irish muscle days. And I remember that was the rival. Oh, Irish muscle was the job. Yeah, I remember That's the why it was sick. Man. Like, and they were active. Like, I remember when I was, fuck, I think I was 17, and I was still natural then. I was training, and I remember I was compete. I was going to compete. Like, I actually started a prep, and I could I didn't do it. Like, I, I did, a, like, a four-week prep, and I think what, it was like. What show were you going to do back then? Was it one of the. going to do juniors in 2012. Um, I um, had a friend in my gym, Aaron Power, and he was kind of a. He was a junior phenom, and he did. He did. I remember him. He came yeah. up to image to us. Freak, freak. Like he had the best legs I've seen in a junior level. Full stop. Even on many of the the best detail I've seen in in legs to this day. Just oh, he was sick, yeah. and he he was committed because I, I trained an image gym in swords. He yeah. um he came up to us one time to come up and train. Yeah, and he literally didn't even think about the oh I'm gonna get up here and have to get back. He came up, went, oh shit! I don't have any money to get home. <laughs> yeah, one of the no. lads gave him a lift back, but he yeah. tra- like, if he could have been in that gym every day, the lads yeah. would have absolutely pushed him. Yeah, the only the only issue with him, like, but but that that was it, man. That was like, the, the, he stepped away. He did one show and he stepped away, and like, but we would still train. He's the only. See, you're a dub in in Wicklow. There was no bodybuilders. There was myself. Christian McAlinden actually, and then um, Aaron. So, but me and Aaron were in the same gym. Me and Christian were in the same school. He was three years, three years ahead of me. So, that was my exposure to what bodybuilding was in in my area. Um, and then I remember through that, he was like, Aaron was friendly with Paul Byrne. And he was like, why don't you do the? He was like, why don't you do the twenty twelve? Um, uh, juniors, because uh, you're in condition. I was like, "Fuck it, why not?" I just come off a pretty bad knee injury from rugby. Uh, tore a few things, tore my ACL, patella, broke my meniscus, and um, lovely I, common rugby injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 100. percent And when I was when I was where I live as well, I still live basically the Wicklow countryside. So social scene is fairly dismal without the car back then so i would mix school at times i remember i'd mix study i'd go into town i'd go to um we'd go to power gym we would go to raw we would go to all these hardcore gyms back then that were in town at the time we went to drada we trained in cabin yeah i don't think it was cabin burns gym but it was a savage gym up in drada me like me and iron used to yeah. start my journey like he he used to bring me along all these different gyms and like none of us drove none of us had money like we were bodybuilding it was the pure days of just get out and find a sick gym and not worry about anything like the basement gym in town there was another one um like that was like the temple of like dublin it was phenomenal and i remember when i started going to these gyms i was like see i didn't kind of like i didn't realize that myself at my um when i was so young I was so unaware that I could potentially develop a good physique because I didn't know anybody. I didn't know 
So, like, looking back... You didn't have any mentors to stand around you and say what could happen. Like, again, I just trained with your man and Aaron. And, like, me and him had a fierce rivalry because we were the same age. Didn't want to... was nothing better than that. We were literally at each other's necks. Like, we're really good friends now. But back then, it was fierce. And I remember uh, back then, Christian actually stepped in. uh, Christian McLinden. And back when I did my first prep for 2013 he stepped in at six weeks out and we kind of ran into that like I think it's pretty much like I'll say it now like he knows I, I did this but put me on cod and broccoli uh what he didn't know I was kind of cheating on the diet I was eating arrow bars yeah I was eating brown bread <laughs> uh, for cravings and like it was really weird though because of my knee injury on my legs the disparity between my upper body and lower body in terms of condition my upper body was peeled, and then my legs looked like they were 10 weeks out. So I was kind of like, but I was very, very lucky in the fact that I had a good structure. I have good genetic um, shape with the small waist and the round muscle bellies and oh, stuff. Oh, 100%. And I had good density like you, back then. You were built born to do it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was quite big back then as well. Like, look, I'm never going to be the tallest guy on stage. I'm shy of five, six. Um, five five and a bit like so I remember even back then at the juniors there was you remember this there was there was like there was four call outs for God's sake there was like there was yeah. oh it was three, huge man there was two I, I remember like twenty twenty one competitors there was two, Cal, Calvin Byrne was in it um, Dominic Villaggi who won it yeah um, Adam he Lazaro, was ridiculous Adam Lazaro who doesn't have any socials he came uh second Calvin came third and I came fourth and I can't remember who came fifth but I think it was some lad from Cork. But and what happened? I remember even um, back then was like I went backstage and I didn't have a clue. Christian was with me. I didn't have a clue what was going on. I was friends with Carlos Sullivan as well, so he was there with me. Shane Cullen um, was still the first time. Said me and him still good friends to this day. And uh, I remember going back backstage. Didn't have a clue what was going on. And I somehow went out for a place. And I was I was over the moon, man. Because like four best. 18 years old, I was like, Oh, yeah, for first show, that's six. Let's do it. I remember um, the RBF was three weeks after that, I came seventh. Um, that was a much higher higher standard of contest, but a few things happened in between um, that show and the other show. Basically, I had to come off all my supplementation, so I went cold turkey. Uh, so I, I was off everything. So were you heavy on it at that show, or were you oh, easy I mean, enough for a first time out? As a junior, I didn't really push it that hard, and to be honest with you. Uh, but I mean, there was things I didn't like. I I was on a few things, like I was on Halo for hard. I let Christian do like the. It was very mild, like there was not. It wasn't over ground. It was very very low. Yeah. Um, but what happened was when I came off, obviously I lost a bit of bonus, lost a bit of dryness. Came seventh, happy enough. Then I took a two-year break. I actually was going to compete in 2016 in the juniors. I started a prep. Got a month into it, got into a relationship, pulled out because I wanted to, if the relationship was shot. And I was also working in the kitchen at the time. Um, stayed there for two year and a half, nearly two years. So in 2017. Oh, it can be tough to prep while working in the kitchen. Oh yeah, man. that um, food was a temptation. That that show before we go further on in a timeline, 
that 2013 show where I was in, I had no idea where it placed. It was DMP, didn't place. Um, I worked in McDonald's during that whole prep. That's like and, uh, Well, see, I didn't actually technically treat him with diet, but at the time, I was living myself. I was renting a, a room and a place, so cash yeah. was not super flowing from Maggie D's. They had yeah. this rule where every shift you did, they took two euro off your pay slip to give you nine euro worth of food allowance. Okay. Even though I'd be like, I'm not going to eat the food. I don't eat McDonald's. And they go, yeah. ah, you'll eat something. I was like, well, I won't if you don't take money off me. But because they did it, I was like, right, well, I'll fit something in. So I used to get quarter pounder meat, just take it straight off the grill, put it in with whatever basmati rice I was eating or salads or different stuff to utilize it but definitely yeah, shouldn't have been eating that on prep there is ways to eat clean at fast food places like you just have to be diligent as far as like you know as in the oh, kitchen work. oh man it can work it's hard it work. So, I remember in even Twitter, now I'll, I'll eat a McDonald's breakfast if you go in and you get the egg McMuffin the egg is a real egg it's been poached yeah yeah you can literally just say no butter no cheese give me four eggs and a muffin yeah perfect meal like in college, when I was in UCD, actually prepping there was phenomenal because they had a salad bar, so they had boiled eggs. So I used to just get boiled eggs and plain chicken. And you know what? It worked because that was a couple of my meals a day. So in 2017, I was in college. No, I was, I was in college boat preps. So in 2017, I was working 30, 35 hours a week alongside and obviously the prep is in the summer so I was working 50-60 hours a week then in the kitchen but I honestly think that prep was very very good and um, I came third uh, against Mark Hodgson who came second and Colin Larkin Lynch who came first in NABA and then in what year was that it was 2016 20, or 2017 that was 2017 so 2016 I never did it I actually pulled out um, and I think it was a good move to make but at the time, no, it just didn't feel right. I just wanted to get a bit bigger, and sure. I ended up coming back. I think I remember that that was the one that was in Vicker Street, wasn't it? Phenomenal. That was the first one of Vicker Street too. So I remember there was there was um. I, I was def- I was at that because I was bringing. I brought one of my bikini girls. She'd never been on a show, and she was meant to compete on one. like a NIFMA show a few weeks later. So we yeah. brought her and her husband, me and her, me and my missus. Her and her husband went to go see it, and she was yeah. just sitting like, "Look at this! There is no yeah. better show to show the first yeah. show to my, somebody." My parents, my mom, my—I remember the first year, my parents both came to Naba, and then my dad came to RBBF. Twenty seventeen, they weren't there; they were in Portugal for Naba, and then my mom was there for RBBF. But in twenty seventeen, it was a weird one because I was going to work with Christian again, and. Like I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm I'm just gonna do it on my own. And I literally did the most simple thing. I literally I I just carb cycled and you know I look I looked about four, three weeks out and arguably looking back on it, I was actually as conditioned as a junior in twenty seventeen for IBBF as I was. I was I was I was better in terms of condition than I did in the latter half of 2019 but i was on my feet all day working in the kitchen 
uh, diet was carb cycling. I basically did, I did flexible dieting. I, did, I used my fitness pal. I used them, um, eight things yeah. like potato wraps and um, stuff like that. But I, I, in terms of my cardio, it was fairly high. I remember I was doing two hours at the end to try and catch up. Um, try and get that last little bit off. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Again, I was kind of like winging it. I, and my, my main issue is, I'll be the first one to admit, I do slack. Um, I did slack. On the cardio end of things? I think it was just dieting. Like, I was always yeah. really, really, like, I thought I was going to lose muscle. And, and I think my whole thing was, like, I was so obsessed with, like, scales and stuff like that that i thought like being lighter you're gonna look a bit weaker you're gonna you know what i mean you're not gonna look as big yeah but obviously you uh, know yourself. that's you're where done. bringing a coach in is is the best now yeah. i'm the worst person for trying to obviously my whole job is coaching people but my whole life this is the first time where i've ever officially had a coach looking after my food and training there's yeah. only one time where i came like this close and he's somebody who I'll always champion for how the interaction went. Um, you know, Dave Young down in Cork? Yeah, man, absolutely. I was going to, that's when why I, I was meant he, to come. He's the dude. Like, yeah. I, in 20, 2019, yeah, last year, um, I won the Irish Muscle Power under 90. And yeah. I started the prep for that. I brought him, well, I contacted him. We did the whole process and literally, the two or three days my plan was being put together, his missus went into labor two weeks early. And obviously I just went, dude, go look after your kid. Yeah. I don't care. If, you're, if you have time in a couple of weeks, hit me up. I went, do your thing. But I took it, because uh, when I told him my plan, he basically went, pretty close to what I'll put you on. So I went through the prep pretending as though I was still checking in with him. And it was the most strict prep I ever had. It was ridiculous. I was far better there than I was at the Ireland at the end of the year. Yeah, you look pretty like that picture you sent me um, before the Irish Muscle Power. You're quite lean, like you were, you were close. You were very close. Oh, I, I, I was getting there. You were close. Like I think that every arguably, show, I think every show you are gonna get, you're gonna get better. Like I mean, I think like my issue like with condition is it's it's. It's not. It's more of a mental. Like mentally, I can take it, man. It's. It's. That's not a problem at all. It's just. I remember I dropped for the last four weeks of prep in 2017. I actually had my diet. I had it written up on my old phone. Don't have it here, but it was literally can of tuna, lighter than light mayo, and sweet corn. And that was four times a day. And a rice. And I would have a refeed of a pack of rice cakes at the end of the week. So, no. But so you, you were like the piece of fish in a rice cake guy. <laughs> it really was. And you know what? It worked because at the end of the day, it was too late. It was a bit too late. But I remember looking back at those pictures now. And at the time, see, my whole thing, I went into the show. The only thing, the only thing that is going to break my, going to make me place less is literally just um, condition. I knew, I knew like my shape and size. Would oh, 100% with you. If you get your formula right for being conditioned, nobody in your height category is going to beat you. Simple. Well, what, yeah. So what happened was in the juniors, like Mark Hudson, I came back in 2017. In terms of what I did, the diet was fairly simple, fairly basic, just carb cycled and then went zero carbs. In terms of supplementation, um, 
what did I do? I think it was like 500 tests, 500, uh, 500 tests, 500 master on, and some anadrol. Thing that was it. Didn't touch anything else. Didn't do any diuretics. Didn't do anything. Fairly light, nothing crazy. Got my water, and you know what? I ended up. I mean, I was I was quite happy. And for NABA 2017, I we did the mistake. I carved up heavily um the night before and then I flattened out by the time I got to the show because my metabolism was on fire at that point from being on no carbs. And then um Christian had a look at me and we carved up heavy for the night show just to see what would happen. And it worked. I obviously filled out but the decision was made at that point. Um came third and Mark was more conditioned than me and Colin was shredded. And then in RBBF Colin didn't do it, so I came third again. Mark came second again. And Giovanni Umeka, um, he leapfrogged over us and won. I remember seeing that, yeah. I, I wanted to go and see that show, but I I couldn't get up to Limerick for that weekend. It was a good I, show. Um, it that, was nice. Actually, that 2017, that's when I was doing my vegan life. <laughs> and I did, uh, yeah. I did PCA Belfast with Carl and PCA Body Power. Yeah. That that yeah. was a crazy year, um, but I tell you what, on this podcast because we're doing this off Zoom, we've got seven minutes left, so I want to ask you a couple of like questions on ways you might be able to help some of my audience, Go and then we'll it. get some of your socials, and then we'll continue our chat on your podcast. Um, so, being that we're stuck in this lockdown time, and now you're a newly qualified PT, and you've got all this wealth of experience, what kind of takeaways could you give? Someone that was maybe at the beginning of a fitness journey before all this started. Jesus. Let's say to don't hit you with a loaded it. question. I would say don't stress it. I think there's two different ways you could look at it. Okay. It depends on what, what place you're in. Like if I was prepping, I probably would have had a mental breakdown. And uh, because I'm very much a structured person in all aspects. So this is very unique in that there's no structure. Uh, but if you're at the beginning of a fitness career or training or whatever. See, don't stress it, man. Like at the end of the day, look, it's the whole country's on lockdown, the whole world is shut down. So I like to think of it like I'm actually of the opinion that there's not going to be a recession after this. I think there's going to be businesses that do open and the gyms that do open and everything that's running is going to thrive because people are going to want to do everything and they're going to take it as a blessing. So take your fitness as a blessing. I think. Take your time, recomp, rest your body, do what you have to do. And obviously, some people have access to gyms and, and like private studios or whatever, and that's great. But in a large majority of cases, don't stress it. I mean, that's literally it. Just enjoy your time off, heal your body, come off your supplementation. Don't bloody push it in that area, and then um, oh, yeah. just enjoy the time off. That's that. That's it. That, that's all I'd really say. You know. So I completely agree on that one. Um, now the, the next one is more of a personal one. What are your plans then coming out of lockdown as your qualified PT? What, what's uh, the overarching journey? Right. So I want to eventually become a self-employed personal trainer. I'll be looking for a salary job, probably Westwood or something like that, or energy. It doesn't really matter for me because like the people I'm training aren't bodybuilders. They're going to be regular day-to-day people. The occasional person will compete. I have one junior who's going to be doing uh, October this year. Um, Granted, it goes ahead. So we're resuming his prep straight out. Um, in terms of my competitive career, I won't be stepping on stage until 2021. Um, 
so I have a good off season ahead. I'm training with good people now. So yeah, that's it. I just just want to help people achieve their aims. Like, look, I've been in this game for ten years, the fitness game. I don't know the actual fitness industry as much, but in terms of actual knowledge base, in terms of dieting, training, nutrition, all the fun stuff, I want to put that across and just help people feel better about themselves. That's that's really it, man. No, no, that's not the absolute true. best way to step into the fitness career. Because, um, like, not not to put any of the regular non-bodybuilding new PTs down, because not my aim with this statement, but there is so many people that don't have the background you have that jump in and go, oh, I can prep people for bodybuilding shows, I can help them grow muscle, I can do this and that. And you're stepping in going, you've got the background knowledge, but your main goal is helping people, and you already understand that you're not going to have 50 bodybuilding clients. And I just want to become a good average gym. It's going to be normal people you're going to help. No, no, not at all. Like, I think it's like, if people get the, if people get the results, they're going to stick with you. And I don't think I'll, I'd like the online client game. Um, I don't think I'm going to set into that straight away. I think I want to establish. No, you're, you're definitely better off getting face to face. I want to get 10 clients. I just want to get like 10 clients and go from there. So start off, work up to 10 clients and meet them multiple times a week. And like that, that's a living wage. Like that really is a living wage if you do it correctly. So I think going from there is a good spot. Like just get the, just, I want to make what I was making before in terms of financial gains. Like, like it's a weird yeah. one because my last, like I, I took a like basically full-time, part-time job at one stores. But before that I was in manager, I was in manager work for years in retail. So I was on salaries. So it's a different game, but you know what? I'm ready because oh, I, don't think there's a, I don't think there's a roof. I don't think there's necessarily a roof. I think it's up to yourself. I think in terms of bodybuilding, I think the more I, I compete and do well, I think I will be able to charge more. But, oh, 100%. When you've got social proof, it's, it's yeah. a fact that you just, you don't charge more for the sake of charging more, but it's oh. a higher grade service because you've learned more. Yeah, I think but, it's just um, step by step. That's it. I think that's definitely a good outlook on it because it sounds like you pretty much went from the easy option of the salary manager job to mm-hmm. now nah, I'm going out for the passion, which more people should definitely do. It's a weird one, man, because I got qualified and I was like, going to step straight into it. And now I don't have an income. So I'm like, you know what? But I'm lucky I have savings and, and stuff to get by. But because I don't have an income, I can literally go straight into one on one training people. There's nothing to lose of everything to gain. So any money that comes from 100%. That's probably the best thing of this entire situation is that everyone is just reset to go, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. So look, what we're going to do is close this one off with you giving me anything you want for telling people where to find you. What's right. the best place where any of my listeners can come get you? Right. So my, my, you can find me on Instagram, Owen Vahey. You can find me uh, E-O-I-N-V-A-H-E-Y. No space. There's only one of me, so it's easy to find. I like YouTube, that. YouTube is Irish Iron, and the Irish Iron podcast will be put up on YouTube. It will also be on Spotify, and um, I'll be posting links to that on my Instagram. Don't really use Facebook too much, to be honest. But email evahi at gmail.com. Again, that's up on my Insta feed. And um, but again, if if anyone is looking for a bit of you know just contact, that that's how you contact me. Mainly through Instagram. Um, YouTube is just for the videos. Yeah, IG is the good one for fitness. 
Well, uh, look, dude, what I'll do then is I will get all those links off you. I'll put them in the description of this podcast. And I'll obviously end up doing an Insta post or a story post about this. Um, I'm going to throw this one up probably tomorrow. When you put up your second episode where I hop on now, I will link that back with a link so people can find it. So uh, whoever's listening, um, that was Owen. He's an absolute savage. He's been competing as long as me. Built for this game. Everyone stay safe, stay super, and wash your fucking hands for now. Over and out. So continue this conversation on Owen's podcast. See you guys in a few minutes.